Recording in progress. Oh, God. Well, we're back on video. Yes. Yes, we are, David. Kind of weird. Well, not really, because we've been doing it the entire time. My wife pointed this out. Yeah, we've seen each other all the time. They just haven't seen us seeing each other. So, yeah. Oh, we got there. I lost have souls. a lost, lost souls. souls. Good Halloween themed one, I guess. Yes, sir. Chocolate pumpkin porter from the Chocolate boys pumpkin. and girls and whoever at Parallel 49. We've been with this company a few times here. Very nice. Well, uh, this past week in the AFL, Ivy drew an incredible comeback by 0.04 points. And to commemorate this incredible victory, I have written a parody song called Hey Drew. Here it goes. Hey Drew, I beat your ass. You lost to me by 0.04 points. Remember the comeback of the year. Then you'll begin to suck less a little, 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 little. Oh. I just want to tell you right now, you've completely ruined this introduction for sure. Welcome to another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm so glad that y'all got to see that awkward white boy hand wave that David just did. That was excellent and fantastic. Oh, baby. I won some money this week. I did okay on my bets picks. Not going to lie. I did okay. Hey, Washington commies, thank you for coming through. That one was absolutely fantastic. And newsflash, breaking news to the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast, Corey has a Jets running back. (laughs) How the fuck did that happen? I don't think I've ever owned a New York Jet in my fantasy career. I'm trying to remember. I do not think I have. I mean, who would even have had? That's what I'm trying to say. That's a decade. what I'm trying to say. You know, and I had an absolute fantastic comeback after the said James Robinson scored a zero for me. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I stormed back and won by 2.7 in armchair to overtake the number one seed again. Absolutely fantastic. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate all your support. Though, is Bucky Mike didn't fuck up. Yeah, I have no idea. He had one job and he came through. Uh, by the way, this is the hat. This is this is the hat, everybody. This is what I was gonna wear last week. This is the hat. Montreal Expos. For all y'all who don't know, now you know one of the greatest Canadian teams uh, to ever live in Major League Baseball history. Moved to Washington, as maybe you might not know. Won a World Series over there. Go Natinals. Um, I can't wait to talk about Carolina and Tampa Bay. Yesterday's yeah. game was also a little bit crazy. Yeah. Just, love this, I mean, it's fuck up season as always, but. Yeah, definitely. All right. Is it time? I think it's time. All right, let's go. Saints 34, Arizona Cardinals 42. I streamed the Cardinals defense, baby, for 18 points. Wow. Wow. Was that a good good storyline of this game was? Wow. The Saints had a chance to beat all five bird-based teams this season. The first, no one has ever done that, and they ruined it on their snap football because the Cardinals beat them. That is one of the silliest things I've ever heard during a reaction episode ever. They were two in and they lost the third one. Yeah. Um. So what do we say here? What do we got for fantasy value? DeAndre Hopkins, welcome back to fantasy land. Uh, did not yeah. too bad. So that's a good start for him. Um, yeah, and uh, Hollywood Brown's injured there now. So, I mean, that gives a uh, big opening for D-Hop to be good. 
for sure. So yeah, if you uh, stash them on your bench on that fancy draft, you know, like two months ago, uh, good job. That might pay off for you if you are still being competitive at this point. Yeah, but he's still got fucking Kyler Murray throwing to him. Is this really a good situation? Like, honestly, what are we talking about here, kids? He's still a very strong flex play at worst. I'd say average. There's one game back. I'd say average. I'm running with average. We'll see. Uh, on the other side, how do we feel about Chris Olave? I haven't won in one league, and I mean, he's put together some really nice games. He's had double digits every game that he has played besides the first two weeks, and he was injured week six. But we're talking now week three, week four, week five, and now week seven, all double digit fantasy performances. Uh, so, yeah, and this one was 106 receiving yards. Not finding the end zone quite as much as you might want, but he's getting targeted in yards. And I'm eventually he'll get more you know, touchdown catches too. Probably a boom bust wide receiver four, I would say. Maybe wide receiver three, depending on how you look at it and how big your league is. But yeah, I... He's uh, currently like 19th among wide receivers through yeah. seven weeks. Yeah, I'm not really sure why he's on your taxi squad. That's another conversation. He's not on my taxi squad anymore. I subbed him in... And I put Drake on the taxi squad because Drake London's been shit last few weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, we can't only put sleeper stupid, and we only are able to put rookies on our taxi squad. It like other players that I would rather put there. So I've just been subbing in all my different rookies, and now I have all my rookies in taxi squad at one point, with Drake London being the last one I put in there. So after this, I won't be able to put one in there without dropping someone and bring them back up again. It'll be shitty. So once I we have to put Drake London, will be basically useless for me in this league. True story. Yeah, uh, running back wise over in Saintsland, Alvin Kamara uh, actually seems to be doing decently as well this year. He seems to be fairly consistent. Taysom Hill didn't seem to steal too much away from him this time. Yeah, no. Uh, and again, Taysom Hill will be super random when he'll have a big game because he probably will have one or two more of those games that he's had so far. Uh, I, I mean, well, he just gets a couple touchdowns, but good luck figuring out which games it's going to be because it's like not really even based on matchups. It's just like super random based on what the Saints decide to game plan for that week, what they decide to even do in game. So, I mean, I, I don't know what you do with Jason Hill if you have him at this point. I think he's probably, you know, picked up in most leagues, but yeah. Yeah, what a travesty. Absolute travesty. Suck it, yeah, Joe. I don't care what you. Yeah, he's not. Me. He's not in our league. He's available just because. Yeah, of course he we is. Can't use him, but sixty-five point four percent of leagues is leaders. So yes, most leagues, he is rostered. Yeah, in sixty-five percent of leagues, you should all drop him and demand that they reposition him so that it's actually a decent fantasy play because it's absolutely ridiculous that he's a tight end. Stupidest thing ever. Still, zero points from the tight end position for the year. So, tell me more. Just crazy. He actually did get a reception this past week. One reception for three receiving yards. But what for receiving touchdown? $10 says he was lined up as a receiver and not as a fucking tight end. Yeah, I didn't watch, so I didn't. I don't know yeah. where he was lined up at that point. But yes, who knows? But at least he did something that, was, that tight ends do for one play. I mean, sure. Um, fullbacks run routes, too. Baltimore Ravens 23, Cleveland Browns 20. Why is this game so fucking close? Why are the Ravens so average this year? Very unclear, actually. It's a good point. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, if you have, like, Lamar Jackson right now, I'm, I'm scrolling down to find where Lamar Jackson was. 21st between Matt Ryan, who just got benched, and Tom Brady, who has been just not anything that we've you know known from Tom Brady in the past this season. I mean, he's definitely hit the wall, both in personal life and professional life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is really concerning where you've had three incredible games from Lamar Jackson to begin the season, and since then he hasn't had 20-plus point game in the last four weeks. Uh, I don't know what you do with Lamar Jackson. He's still the number four QB and number five overall just based on his first three weeks. And he, when he had two, like, 45-plus 
games in our league, weeks two and three. But like, oh man, since then, and I don't know that you can count him going back to that level at any point here. So, yeah, I agree maybe with Lamar that. Jackson's a trade candidate if you have him. I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe someone will be like, oh, but he's Lamar no. Jackson. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can do that. I would definitely be well, taking Lamar back. Jackson. I don't know if he gets about enough value back. Yeah, I don't also, know. Also, what other QBs are available, or what other, who else you get back? I, I mean, think that's a little rash. I think it's a little rash. I heard, I heard somebody else say this earlier today, and I think it's a little rash. I don't think it. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's warranted yet. I think you got to hang on. He's a definitely potential league MVP, and I think you just got to tough it out a little bit. I mean, what do you what do you do? Mark Andrews got point four. You're gonna drop him too? No, certainly not. Yeah, I should probably trade for him uh, in the league I run, but yeah, so, uh, person I uh, I mean buy trade. low if someone's stupid enough to sell low for sure. Right, yes, you know. Yes, I was not trying to sell low, so it didn't work out. But yeah. I tried at least. Yeah, I put in an offer. Yeah, see. Uh, Kareem Hunt got a touchdown. Thanks for waking up on my bench, you fucking clown. Uh, that yeah. was really frustrating for sure. I know uh, all four people that I messaged about Kareem Hunt all had them on their bench as well. So I'm pretty sure he didn't really have too many starts because he's been such a bum. But uh, yeah, uh, Gus Edwards as well. I think we should mention before we go on to the Browns people. Had a pretty damn good game. Two tutties, yeah. uh, I believe. And so that's going to be the guy. Uh, good good luck to you on Definitely. the Ravens, though, because who knows who's going to score. Mark Andrews scores a million touchdowns when he's probably yeah, going to I'm looking, Gus Edwards did actually a little bit better than Nick Chubb, even. And Nick Chubb has been, I mean, amazing this season. He's number three running back right now in our fantasy league. Yeah, so. absolute stud. David Njoku going on IR, it sounds like, four to six weeks, high ankle sprain. Uh, so if you are looking for a tight end, super good luck in that. That class is extremely thin. Uh, I have Kelsey on by this week as well, and there's just nobody that I want to oh, pick up brutal. at all. But well, the talks that I had basically with the tight end, uh, the guy who has Mark Andrews, is I mean, like again, we've discussed this before too. Like it's Kelsey, then Andrews, then a big drop off for Ertz, and then there's fucking nobody. Good luck, good luck being someone else's consistent week to week right now. Fucking nobody. Yeah, there's three good tight ends, two great tight ends, one good one, and then shit else. I have a question for you. Yeah, shoot. So, I know this is difficult for you because you're not married. But could you imagine ever ditching your family for your job and then going three and four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers three, the Carolina Panthers 21? <laughs> what? There was a meme um, that, you know, talked about how kind of off the joke he just made, you know, uh, how Tom Brady really went and, like, you know, ruined his whole family just to lose to an XFL quarterback. <laughs> oh, man. This is... And now it's the starter for the Panthers, just for anyone who doesn't get that reference. This one's for Drew. Suck it, Brady! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. oof, man, he's really just. I I saw something about rumors that he might like retire mid season, and he sort of played that off like, no, he's not gonna do that. But like, maybe he fucking should. Maybe he just should like walk away for like everyone's sake, mostly his. I'm just excited because the divorce might expose him, and he's gonna be on Oprah's couch faster than I thought. DJ Moore got a touchdown. Uh, Rashad White, <clears throat> hello. Thank you for taking forty percent of the carries from Leonard Fournette, baby. Let's get it. That's almost a timeshare, kids. I cannot wait to pull that out in the late half of the season, especially when playoff Lenny gets hurt, and they're just going to be feeding the rock to Rashad White, feeding the rock to Rashad White, feeding the rock to Rashad White, feeding the rock to Rashad White. It's coming. Get ready. Not wasting any of my waiver pickups on these silly running backs that aren't going to mean shit to me in the last little bit. Fucking Latavius Murray. Drew, you fucking... Get out of your yeah, Winnebago. I mean, just, just for context, Leonard Fournette got 60% of the snaps. and um, 37, I think it was. 37 or 36. It was actually 43% Woo! Uh, for Rashad White, so very oh, close. So. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, he's right now, Rashad White, you have him in our league. But Sir? he's only lost in 43.3% of uh, sleeper leagues. So if he, you're in the majority of sleeper leagues where that guy's available, 
That's a good pickup for sure. He is on I, think the- I think you're spot on. He's been absolutely guy there on this year. And he's, he's been- one of those guys that you pick up now and maybe helps you win a championship later. He's on like, several he's waiver pickup lists this week. Several of them. Yeah, no, he seen. easily should be a waiver pickup in any league that he's not already, you know, on a roster. I mean, that's not even a question. He should be towards the top of that waiver. And let's uh, continue on with the running backs, too, for this game, please. The Panthers, Chubb Hubbard, injured, uh, came out with an ankle injury. So that leaves who over there? Dante Foreman, who actually, for the record, had 15.5 fancy points. That's the same as Saquon Barkley, 0.2 above Derrick Henry. Good company. Uh, So, uh, I mean, maybe he could be valuable for next week. Yeah, Dante Foreman was pretty good when he came in relief when Derrick Henry was injured last year for sure. So, um, yeah, definitely a reliable back. Uh, I just, it's the Panthers, man. That's all I got to say. It's the fucking Panthers. Yeah, I mean, let, let me put it this way. I mean, he's sandwiched between Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley above him, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara below him. That's really good company. Oh, baby, a Mixon Barkley sandwich. Cincinnati Bengals 35, the Atlanta fail clowns 17. This game was over before it started. Ha-ha to anybody who picked up Marcus Mariota on your quarterback of the bye. That's right, Gio. I'm talking to you, you old coot. Gee, money, Christmas. What a terrible, terrible, terrible game for the Mariota boy. You know who Mariota was in our quarterback rankings? Where, sir? 17th behind Derek Carr, but above Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. That's fucking wild, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jackson. Jamar Chase. Thank you for doing a 25 burger before you injured yourself. But uh, that kid's disgusting. Like, like, come on. Did that, that, that the touchdown? The t- he looked like he was jogging yeah. by everybody. He literally looked like he was going at about 70. Hold on. 85%. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. 85%. But man, that, him and Joe Burrow are stupid. They're so stupid. At this point, I'll remind you that my keeper league that I've been in for a number of years, my keeper this year was Jamar Chase, and I also had drafted Joe Burrow. So uh, I'm currently actually 6-1 in, in that league. Um, that's my best league so far this year. And uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been a solid part of that, especially these past couple weeks. And especially this last week, I definitely won by more than zero points for that league. Suck yeah, it, Drew. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I was really close to drafting Burrow because I had him last year with Jamar Chase, and I just didn't have mm-hmm. anything to back it up. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you know, that's when the chips fall. When you've got Mahomes and Kelsey staring you at the face, I mean, you you got to go. You got to go, kids. 100%. And I mean, for in all fairness, could because you have Mahomes. Mahomes is number two. Joe Burrow is number three right now in our quarterback rankings for the season. Nasty. So I mean, you couldn't have gone wrong either way. But you do have at this point the slightly better quarterback for the season. Um, Mahomes is averaging twenty four point eight one. Joe Burrow is twenty four point one three, like almost identical. But yeah, nasty. Mahomes is slightly ahead. And, oh, he, and we got, uh, you know, a little bit of injury happening with the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver core as well. So pay attention to those pickups if you can try and kind of flex on that a little bit. Um, the other kind of confusing thing that you did that I wanted to point out uh, is you put Mr. Algier on the trade block in our league. And I know I don't want to talk about individual leagues too much, but I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty interesting decision because a lot of people are trending upwards on him. What are your thoughts uh, and kind of motivations behind somebody who is putting Algier on the trade block. Yeah, so I put Algier on the trade block because I think people might be getting high on him, and I just don't know what to expect from him. Like, he's going to have plenty of opportunity for the rest of the year, but if someone sees him as a potential, like, you know, future keeper for next year, and I can, you know, take advantage of that and trade him someone I like even better, I might... I'm not saying that I'm definitely going to trade him. I'm just saying that I would be interested to see what people value him at. Also, Fair. I assume he's getting fucked up again, so I don't know what's happening. No, we're good so far. Okay. Well, hopefully it doesn't crash again like last time. I think it is going to crash like last time. 
and uh, maybe we're going to have to do audio for this one. I just finished this Lost Souls beer, and it's absolutely epic. This is a fantastic limited batch release. Good job, Parallel 49. Good job. Dallas Cowboys 24, Detroit Lions 6. Oh, baby, I know we got this bets picked one uh, separated. Go, Cowboys, go. Uh, super excited to see the end result. Getting to the end result was pretty fucking ugly. I definitely lost the first half bet on the Cowboys for sure, which kind of was a bummer. But, again, final result, good. The Lions are in trouble. Their offense has become just so anemic without DeAndre Swift. It is actually yeah. fucking depressing, to be honest, to watch that. Um, yeah, Our as a DeAndre Swift owner, yeah, go ahead, brother. The, the, the mic is yours because you're the one struggling because you kind of sort of got to pay attention to that train wreck that is the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it comes back this week. But, yeah, I mean, I think – Myself and most younger Swift owners very much expected him to miss those two weeks before the bye, get healthy with the bye, and then come back this past week against Dallas. The fact he did not is a big concern. I mean, luckily, I also have Kenneth Walker, who's sort of on the rise right now. We'll get to him later when we get to that game. But, like, if I didn't have him, I'd be screwed right now for sure. With Jadre Swift uh, was the keeper for this team. And, I mean... He was great the first two weeks, got injured the third week, so didn't have as good of a game then, whatever. And he hasn't seen him since. That's a problem. At least his body's behind him. So once he's healthy, he'll be hopefully playing for the rest of the season. And I won't have to venture again, but like, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on there. And then if you have Amon Ross and Brown, he just got injured. We don't know what's going on with him yet. Yeah. Uh, Michael Gallup had a stellar game this week. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found him on the list yet? Probably not because he put in a James Robinson. Good job. Right, yeah. Good job, Michael Gallup. Good job. Uh, anyway, for CeeDee Lamb on our wide receiver list, I did find him because uh, he didn't put a zero up like Michael Gallup. He is uh, our 38th best wide receiver from this past week, if you didn't drop him already. Uh, and uh, he's right between Zay Jones and above Alan fucking Lizard. I got, I got mad. I got nothing for Lazard. I just, yeah, that whole Green Bay thing is super fucking depressing. And we're going to get to that in a second. It's not depressing for me. Yeah, let's talk about the most, let's talk about the most underrated team at their record in the National Football League right now. The New York Giants 23, Jacksonville Jaguars 17. Uh, I don't even think Brian Dayball's mother thought that they were going to be six and one. At this point in time, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. And how do I know that? Because the Giants have won all six games by no more than 30 points. I think it's actually 27. It starts with a two. I couldn't remember, but it's less than you're less than five point wins every single time that you've took the victory away. Yeah. No, I I feel I think that it could be the Ravens could be six and one, and you guys could be holding the Ravens record. Um, at four and three. Oh, I think you could easily be four and three, minimum four and three, minimum. You could, but we're not. But you're not. And so that just means that you get to have your dreams crushed and you get to lose early, which is going to be fucking hilarious. It's always my favorite time, which I know might be slightly controversial opinion. However, I would rather see teams just fucking lose instead of trying to be good when they're just not and just wasting draft capital for no reason. I think Brian Dable is a, clearly a really good head coach, but yeah. like stack stash a pick or two, get ready to fucking party. You know what I mean? But you know, he has a luxury to do that in the NFL. He has to, as a first year head coach, show that he can coach. As a first year head coach of a New York team, he has to do that New Jersey team, but he doesn't have to fucking. Most franchises aren't going to care. Look how look how long fucking Matt Rule lasted in Carolina for God's sakes. What a plug. What a fucking pl- like. I mean, he didn't make it through his contract. I'm saying there, he put up with a lot of shit that went on down there, and that was just wild to me. Wild, yeah. 
James Robinson with a zero in this game who doesn't even play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which we've already covered just slightly, just a little bit. That's a very interesting development in the backfield for the Jags. It's Travis Etienne time, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. And I don't Uh think that he's durable enough to handle this. He's a very small human being. Yeah, it's a bold move by the Jaguars. I don't think this is going to work out, kids. I don't think this is going to work out. I'm okay. I'm doing it. We're not on a Bets Picks episode, but we're putting this one on the board. From this point moving forward, from week eight, moving on through to the end of the season, James Robinson will have more fantasy points than Travis Etienne. Let's go. Super confident about that one. Trevor Lawrence looks really good. Can I just say that out loud? Mm-hmm. He looks really good. And they seemingly like love to fucking sneak that dude up the middle. Holy Christ. That just seems to be the play. So, so Trevor Lawrence was 13th this past week, but currently he's ninth uh, overall in quarterbacks this season so far. So, Basically, I mean, he should be a low-end starter in most leagues. And he's currently only watched in 70% of leagues. So, 30% of leagues, you can just pick this guy up right now. Like, wow. Man, it's just – but that's the thing, though. Jacksonville Jaguar quarterbacks are not considered good quarterbacks, but they're fire in fantasy. Blaine Gabbert was money sandwiches when he was playing for them. Money sandwiches. Look at Minshew. Minshew mania in Jacksonville, too. Telling you. Now, we just talked about, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the number nine quarterback in fantasy. I was going to get there, okay? I was going to get there. You're not going to let me get there, but it's okay. It's your show, too. Tell me about Daniel Jones, asshole. Daniel Jones is the number 10 quarterback in fantasy? So what a oh, fucking nice. clown. Like what a fucking clown. What a fucking clown. Daniel Please. Jones is a horrible quarterback, and he's, that's all. He's been boxing in 40% leagues. That's the majority of leagues, including ours. He's That's available. double. That's double. Double than what I thought that he should even be close to be rostered on. This is, man, fine. Go ahead, pick him up, but be prepared. It's going to smack you right in the face. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I didn't expect him to be fantasy relevant, and somehow he currently is. I think that he is one Saquon Barkley fucking injury away from becoming completely irrelevant fantasy and in real life football. I just, I don't know, man. I clearly, I, and this is why I think Jimmy G is going to be a better quarterback too. It's because he's got CMC with him. It's a totally different look. I know you don't want to get me to get too technical. I won't, but like, you're not going to drop the safety in the box as much if you really don't have that to worry about or vice versa. Like if you're really, your formations are going to change. You're going to have an extra guy in there to rush the quarterback or do kind of quarterback spying things or have him do other things that, cause you just don't have to worry about it anymore. So I really think that this is going to change the game if that possibly could happen. And yeah, Jimmy G just got a fucking gift, which we're going to get to. Well, I will say down Jones, one of the advantages to him that I often like with my quarterbacks generally I like a mobile quarterback who can get you some rushing yards. Dale Jones, from time to time, has good rushing games. This past week was one of them. This guy had 107 rushing yards. Like, that's a running back before. Like, that's an elite running back. What day? When was that? What year was that? What? When was that? Last week. 107 yards. Last week? Yeah, 107 yards rushing. 202 passing. Yeah. One passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown this past week. That was Dale Jones' stats. Two days ago. So, I mean, uh, sometimes he doesn't do much on the round. Like the week before that against Baltimore, he only had six rushing yards. So very inconsistent for at the rusher, for at the quarterback position. But he can, from time to time, have great rushing games suddenly. So, I... I mean, that seems to be about the average for what Jacksonville likes to give up in general. Um, Yeah. So... I mean, it should be as expected, I guess, in that sort of way, um, I, w- I would hope. But, I mean, at the same point in time, I mean, there's bad defense where there's bad defense. And if you're going to let a shitty quarterback go fucking 100 yards on you, maybe 
Just maybe. I'm, I don't know. I can't fucking for two cents of me take the Giants seriously when they just – I feel that they haven't fucking – I don't even know a single win that's actually been decisive for you guys that's, like, actually convinced me that you're anything to be any sort of concerned about whatsoever. We'll see. I mean, right now, I would love to fucking see you guys play the Packers on a neutral field and see who actually won the game. I, I'd I'd really we, like we to see that. We do have a neutral field. We were in London. No, like an actual neutral field where there's real American fans who actually know what they're fucking cheering about. Mm. I know all about this way too real now. I honestly didn't used to really think that it would be that that like that big until I went to Arizona, and just oh, oh man, like. Yeah, the Eagles fans were making it loud as shit in there, way louder than the Arizona fans. That's a thing. Like, you could actually disrupt people if you're... So, you know, just saying. Just saying. And the time zone change would also be kind of friendly, you know? That's kind of not really the best, but... Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I gotta say, I mean, besides the fact that we faced Dallas again and the Eagles twice in our main schedule, plus, I mean, Vikings have been somehow good, too. Very little of our matchups are against anyone decent. So I mean, I just I don't see us losing a lot of games this season. Like it's I think there's no way it's not a playoff team. We might lose immediately first week playoffs. Who knows? But I think we're absolutely gonna be there. Just oh, like other playoffs. Play I'm AM putting style. that on the board. New York Giants are not making the playoffs. Oh, you're definitely taking loss for that for no. sure. New York Giants Guaranteed. are not. No, New York Giants are not making the playoffs. Get ready, kid. You're going to have a fucking rude awakening. Indianapolis Colts 10. Fuck off. We're not talking about the Giants anymore. Indianapolis Colts 10. Tennessee Titans 19. Can we go through this real quick? I'm just going to mention this. Okay. Here uh, we go. Shh, shh, shh. Don't spoil it for everybody. Scott Tolzine 2017. Jacoby Brissett 2017 to 2019. Andrew Luck 2018. Brian Hoyer, 2019. Philip Rivers, 2020. Carson Wentz, 2021. Matt Ryan, 2022. Sam Ailinger, just start Sunday. Um, that's worse than Cleveland. That's actually worse than Cleveland, kids. Especially when the Colts were supposed to. Basically, it was like pull like a Packers and get like the second generational quarterback in a row right after Peyton Manning left uh, the team with Andrew Luck. And then injury just kind of ruined that whole, uh, you know, plan and his Andrew Luck's career. And ever since then, yeah, it's just been awful since Andrew Luck got like seriously injured and hopefully had to retire early. Um, so, yeah, I just. Yeah. Wow. It's bad. I can't believe that they've moved on that quickly, to be honest with you. That's kind of crazy. Let's talk about the 4-2 and two Titans real quick, though. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Why didn't you do better against the Colts? That's my making music attempt for the episode. That was really frustrating, though. That was frustrating. I think you should have done a lot better. Probably. But... I mean, it's not, it's not like he had a bad game. He just didn't have as good of a game as the three games right before the bye. Uh, yeah. He's not doing Derrick Henry-like things right now. I mean, he's ninth among running backs right now? He should be in the top five. Probably. Yeah. He was drafted in that neighborhood for sure. He should top three. He was drafted in the top three this year. Let's be honest. It's fucking. Was well, that a top five? I don't know if he beat. Oh three, man, get your that. Saquon Barkley dick out of your mouth for two fucking seconds. No, I didn't. No, I didn't say Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was drafted below him in all leagues, but I would say the top three from most leagues uh, was I mean Jonathan Taylor number one, Austin Eckler, and usually Chris McCaffrey or uh, someone else, but number three uh, in most leagues. Derek Henry was like four or five in most leagues, but so he would definitely top five. He should absolutely be top five based on where he was drafted. In any I think league. it's. Top three, top three, and you're translating CMC and Derrick Henry in the same place. I never heard Derrick Henry going south with CMC ever. That's a lot of mock drafts and drafts that happened in, but whatever. 
You're clearly sharing a Winnipeg down by the river with Drew on that one. Who scored the touchdowns for the Titans in this game? What happened in those 19 points? I don't even remember watching this on Red Zone. Could somebody tell me what happened in the Titans-Colts game? Because I just blacked out. I watched Ryan Tannehill get sacked twice on Red Zone. That was about it. I don't remember seeing the touchdowns from that game. I actually don't remember. Yeah, I mean, Paris Campbell got the touchdown for the Colts. My boy. Yeah. Um, I'm actually struggling to figure out who scored. I have like look at the game, I guess. Okay, <laughs> I, I think like random people. Like, let's see. I'm like, look at the box score here. Jesus, that's crazy. To be honest with you, I mean, but that's just how disappointing these two teams, honestly, together have been. Someone had to yeah. come four and two in this game. Oh, it was was it defensive touchdowns? Or something like I said, let's see a touch of any of the offensive players. Wow. I think it's actually defensive like touchdowns, maybe. I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was red zone coverage for you. Washington commies twenty-three, the Green Bay Packers twenty-one. Do you want to know a fun fact in the NFL right now? The Green Bay Packers and the Washington Commanders have the exact same record right now. How about them apples? Did you think that was going to happen at the beginning of the year? Wait, what was that again? The Washington Commies and the Green Bay Packers have the mm. exact same record right now at the end yeah, of week seven. Week, yeah. Three and four. Always. So, can we give a shout-shout for that Heineke boy? Uh, he definitely stepped up to the plate and delivered for the Washington Commies this week. Congratulations, Mr. Heineke. I really do appreciate your step-up performance for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, was right between Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence at 12 this week. Packers are in trouble. Packers. Aaron Rodgers put in a better fancy performance than reality performance. He was eighth. Packers are in trouble. Justin Herbert. Packers are in big trouble. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely winning my bet with Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam's an idiot. We've already yeah, established that. Yeah, I can't wait to hang out with those boys on the weekend. Uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones checked in. That was an interesting performance from Mr. Jones. Thank you for finally showing up. It took you seven fucking weeks, but you're here, I guess, for at least one week. Yeah, I mean, this is the best week he's had since week two against the Bears. And really, the only good week he's had. Uh, he said, okay, week, week four against Patriots. Besides that, he was garbage every other week with single other games. If you have Aaron Jones, I mean, because of these couple of good games, he's actually the 10th running back. So you have to keep starting him also based on where you drafted him and based on who you probably have otherwise. But, oh, man. Is it Packers fan in your league? Maybe try to trade him to him. Uh, so Joe has him. Joe, just try to trade him to Sam and see if Sam will take him. <laughs> for him. Isn't that the fucking truth? You got anything else about this fucking game? Uh, I mean, you surely don't want any of our receivers to the Packers. I mean... Or even Tanyan, for that matter, tight end. He hasn't been as good as he was two years ago. So, like, one decent game, and that's about it. And it wasn't this past week. Uh, I mean, I have Aaron Rodgers. I don't know really enough to do with him because there's not really many great options at quarterback. So, of course, we're just stuck with him. I don't think anyone's going to want to trade for him. Unless, Sam, hey, if you're listening to this, you want Aaron Rodgers, you want to give you something valuable back. Let's see. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, Packers are tough. And fantasy-wise, and also in reality-wise, it's just not a good team. I was getting dizzy. I had to stop. Can we talk about the next game? Yes. Denver Broncos 9, the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 16. Uh, James Robinson, excited to see you over there. Brees Hall, ACL, goodbye. See you later. Bye-bye. And... uh, I think the Broncos look exactly the same as they do with uh, Rippon and Russell Wilson at quarterback. What's your thoughts? That's my hot take. I mean, I think there's not really a good team, period. I think it's just... How? Oops. What happened? They have one of the best receiving cores 
sort of, sort of. By mm-hmm. they, they got a pretty good defense. They got some really good defensive backs in there. Why do they sign him? Yeah. I just don't. I don't, I don't even know. Hello, yeah, ding nice. dong. It's the fucking right. coach. Well, that was yeah, a I trick mean, question. Trick fucking question. My next. I'm putting this one on the board. The next NFL head coach to be fired is Nathaniel Hackett. Fuck that guy. He's absolute trash. And how he's been allowed to coach seven games in the NFL is fucking buck wild, kids. This guy, sure, good offensive coordinator, definitely did some things with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Let's not poo-poo that fact, everybody, okay? Okay, that was the moment of silence for his fucking career in Denver because it's over. It's fucking over. And I just, it's embarrassing to watch. I fucking paid money, real money to go and watch that fucking clown. And that's embarrassing to watch. I could literally manage a fucking team better. It's not that hard. Honestly, in a way, it really isn't that hard. You just have to be a strong personality and organized. That's clearly the skill set of a strong head coach in the National Football League is being organized and having a strong mind. And it seems like probably still organized, but he's not a strong mind. He is not Mm -hmm. a strong personality to get everybody to be cohesive as a unit. Go coach your offense. You're just like Wade Phillips. You're a great defensive coordinator, but you're just not good enough to be a coach in the National Football League. Deal with it. Go be a coordinator. So I saw a comment about this. And tell me if you think it's a good comparison. Someone compared Nathaniel Hackett to Adam Gase. And the comparison was based on the fact that Nathaniel Hackett got this job because of all the praise that he'd gotten from Aaron Rodgers. And Adam Gates became a head coach largely because of the praise he got from Peyton Manning. The point this person was trying to make is that maybe we should sort of discount the praise of a great quarterback because a great quarterback can make an offensive coordinator or QB coach look better than they actually are. I mean, if they are taking that into account, yeah. I mean... They probably are taking a little bit of weight into it. Hopefully it's not as much as we think because usually things are kind of yeah. more overblown than they are in general. But, yeah, that. point taken for sure. I mean, that is definitely a little wild. Fuck fucking wild, really. So Yeah. There's a good comparison, Thano Hackett, Adam Gase. Similar issues. And uh, definitely drop Russell Wilson, kids. Yeah, yeah. Definitely drop Russell Wilson for sure. I think this is the week to do it. I think there's enough uh, good waiver picks out there to go ahead and make that move. Get rid of Russell Wilson. Unless you're in two QB league, I know Brooke has Russell Wilson as her third QB in a two QB league. It's just for the bye weeks. Brooke and I need to have a heart to heart. Okay. Remind me during the Monday night football game that Brooke and I need to have a heart to heart. Okay. I might forget. Las Vegas Raiders 38, Tennessee, nope, Houston Texans 20. I don't even know why I said Tennessee kids. Um, Josh Jacobs, thank you for showing up to your one game of the year. Of course, it has to be against me in the biggest fucking league that I play in, you cunt. But wow. Like, oh man, 35 burger? In our I mean, league? that's his best game of the season. But before the bye, two weeks before the bye, he had 32 and 27.8. He's currently the fourth running back in fantasy. I don't know if you can say that was the one game a year he shows up to when that's the third game like this. I am, I am definitely fans. saying that because I hate the fucking Raiders and I hate Josh Jacobs for how you know fucking... his luck will get injured next week. And... Well, that's exactly yeah. what I was yeah, literally about to say because he's going to yeah. fucking go off and then he's going to break his leg next week fucking falling down the stairs or something. Like, he's just such a Goomba. It drives me crazy. Goomba is an official NFL term, by the way. Oh, yeah. Damian Pierce. Can I I hear it for Damian Pierce? How many people? Hold on. How many people? Tell me. Tell me, David. How many people? How many people made fun of me in the chat for taking Damian Pierce? How many people? Took, oh baby, go. I like to think I thought it was early when you took them, but Damian Pierce, go, Damian Pierce. Yeah, but was it early for what he's doing right now? No, was it was it no, early? Definitely not. But where he, he could have drafted him, yes. But anyway, uh, yeah, right. Ladies, we play, we play with the senile old coot and Davy, 
There's mm. – Cody. I mean, Cody, the fucking Justin Tucker keeper. Who yes. knows where people are getting drafted in our That's league? Fair. You cannot. It's a wild west. Yeah. It's a wild west in the league. Yeah, you can't take our league seriously in that way. No. That's fair. I do want to point out that Amir Abdullah is the backup to Josh Jacobs should he get injured, and his roster currently in 1.6% of league, so he's definitely available and unless you're like in the deepest league ever. Amir Abdullah is the most injured running back in the National Football League in the last yes. three years. I'm willing to fucking bet money on that. Like, that dude yeah, has man. had his head fucking knocked in, his neck knocked in. He's a fucking, he's worse than a fucking, the worst used car on the lot. You know that old Volkswagen Fuck. You might be too old for this reference, but a fucking old Volkswagen van just fucking sitting out there. It's seen his days, it's seen his decades. He replaced the water pump like three times on the Coca-Cola. That's a local yeah. joke. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 just that bummy old piece of shit that you really don't want, but you're probably going to buy for nostalgic purposes. So. Yeah. Uh, the other running back that would be the back of there would be Zamir White if both Josh Jacobs and Amir Abdullah were both injured, which seems likely given the history. So the, <laughs> the White, Raiders uh, are fucked. The Raiders for some reason. They're fucked if Jacobs goes down. Oh, yeah, 100%. Where was Davis Mills? Davis I'm, Mills, one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm really interested about the man with first or two first names. I mean, he, uh, you know, because Brandon Cooks has been. Oh, extreme. I think he's six. I was scrolling that too far. I didn't think he'd be that high. Hilarious. Uh, he was right above Justin Herbert, but somehow below Justin Fields. Wow, I didn't think it was that high to be honest with you. I was, he was just, next this week, yeah. That was a genuine just trying to check in on the man with two first names. To be honest with you, I, I mean, it was his first twenty plus performance, and he barely hit that twenty point zero six. But still, I mean, uh, good job, Davis Mills. Hold on, let's get we, him on the board. Just over three hundred yards. It's not bad. Got to give him the credit where credits due. Uh, anything else about this game? Missing anything? No, we're good. Sounds good. Seattle Seahawks 37 and the San Diego Superchargers 23. This game, other than the Panthers and the Bucks game, this game shocked the fucking hell out of me. I guess the one that we'll talk about on Monday night too. But wow, wah, wee wah. Justin Herbert got lit up by the Seahawks. What the fuck is going on? What but is still the- had a much better fantasy performance than Geno Smith. So, again, yeah. just reality versus fantasy doesn't always match up. Don't get it. Really don't get Geno it. Never was seventh for the record, and Geno Smith was 15th. Jesus. Okay, so let's like, let's talk about your boy. I know you've been waiting for this one. Let's talk about your boy. Yeah, Kenneth Walker was just the third best running back this past week, right between Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones. Uh, he's currently all the way up after basically doing nothing for, like, the first like, four weeks of the season. For this month, barely played. He's been on a tear since he started week five, six, and seven. Currently the 20th running back in fantasy. He's only going to go from here because, again, you know, he's weighed down by the first four games because they're doing nothing pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, I think if you have him like I do in two leagues, fantastic. Uh, in Sleeper, he's rostered in 92.3% of leagues, so... There's someone on the 7.7% league that this guy's not already picked up in. Picking up right fucking now. Like, that should be your absolutely top wave pick. But most likely, he's already taken in your league. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a beast. I think there's a good chance that we might keep her for next year in this league. Uh, based on where he was drafted and where his value will be, probably be next week, next year. Unless he gets injured, which hopefully doesn't happen. But that's really the only situation I could see where this guy is not like a stud going forward. At this point, if you have Kenneth Walker, you're starting him every week. Flat out. Austin Eckler is a beast. Austin Eckler is also a beast, yes. Again, he was one of two people. It was Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler were the only two people who did better than Kenneth Walker this past week. Uh, So, yes. In a losing effort, might I add. Right, yeah. Can we talk uh, about the fucking moron who traded Williams and Keenan Allen? Like, can we talk about that for a quick second? There's David knows a human being on Earth that actually willingly traded somehow Keenan Allen for Mike Williams. How did this happen, David? So this is in the league that I run. And in this league, the person who has Keenan Allen 
has watched him do, you know, pretty much nothing so far this season. Most of his Keenan's injured, as he often is, and is just sort of sick of it. He has buyer's remorse, wants to get rid of Keenan at all, you know, costs. And also, this is someone who started the league with, uh, started the season with two wins and has lost five since then. So he's now the worst team in the league at two and five. Uh, but like, this is the way it happens, pretty funny. And I think he's going to lose some more games from here on out because he just traded a player coming back from injury. Uh, who's now going on by and has a chance to even get healthier for a guy who might miss several weeks. We don't know how long Williams will be out. So I, I literally pointed this out in our group chat. Like, the exact problem that you're upset with like Keenan Allen about, you're literally like just keeping the same position with a different player. Like, I just, I, it makes no sense. I mean, if you're the fact that like Mike Williams has been better at this point, I can understand it, but like that doesn't mean anything going forward because of injuries. Like, Kansas City Chiefs 44, San Francisco 49ers 23. I knew that the Chiefs were going to win, but I didn't think it was going to be a fucking blowout. Ooh, and yeah. what, McCole Hardman? Like, what fucking, what bowl of fucking Wheaties did you eat before this game, boy? Woo! I, I just want to point out our top four receivers from this past week. Jamar Chase of the Bengals, McCole Hardman of the Chiefs, Tyler Boyd of the Bengals, and then Judy Smith-Schuster. Of the Chiefs. Yeah. What? Like, two teams had the top four receivers Nasty. in fantasy this week? Like, what ha- has that ever happened in, in Nasty. real memory? Because Patrick is. Mahomes and Joe Burrow are absolutely nasty. And it's unfortunate that Josh Allen's also in the AFC because one of those quarterbacks should be in the NFC. Yeah. And it's just, like, the AFC, okay, we're doing another one. We're putting it on the board. Right now, the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm putting it on the board. AFC, not a bad pick. AFC to win the Super Bowl this year, 100%. Like, there's nobody in the NFC I can't even take seriously. Like, there's yeah. just... Yeah, there's, better. I don't even know who the first seed is in the NFC. It doesn't even matter. They're horrible compared to literally the top three in the AFC. Probably I mean, four. The Eagles? Like, come on. Fuck you, Mike. Yeah, Fuck and then Eagles. you guys are probably second, unfortunately. And that your guys are a fucking joke. And so, yeah. like, who, who is... Well, we can't be second because of how the seating works, but, you know... No, in the NFC? You have to be second. Well, enter the playoff seating, I'm saying. Who's, in, who's if, second place if in Eagle, the If the Eagles are first, Giants have to be fifth. Yeah, but, like, who, top but yeah, but no, realistically, though. Like, who... Yes, okay, yes. Then if you're talking about, like, actual, like, just ratings, yeah. that's Giants are second. Yeah. I was thinking about like playoff seeding, like who would be the first or second seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, no, no, no. Just like right now, like real seeding. Like who after the Eagles and the Giants, like really though, who's I like think... <clears throat> Is it Cowboys? Yeah. Is it us? I think it's the Cowboys, literally. We're so not that good. We're just not that good. No teams in the NFC are not good. Even the Eagles. This are, like, is so sad. If the three week. top teams of the NFC are for the <laughs> the NFC's bad. And the is pretty good at the top. Uh, I will point out that from this past week, when we haven't mentioned yet, uh, it was National Tight Ends Day on Sunday. Oh, God, that was so stupid because pretty much all of them did almost nothing. George Kittle was the inventor of that day, and I believe, and had the best fantasy performance of tight ends. Travis Kelsey was also good. Uh, he was the third best tight end. Plus, most of the other tight ends all suck. And uh, we actually did from Scotland to this guy. Uh, his first game of fantasy relevance all season for the Saints Jawan Johnson, the real tight end of the Saints. Fuck, I know, and I had Kittle team. written down. I had Kittle written down, yeah. had it written down, and I went with a son of a bitch. And it's funny. It's funny because I took Kittle even, like, not realizing that it was, like, literally his day that he made up. Like, so the fact that, like, that came through was even funnier. Truth. Yeah. CMC didn't take any snaps, barely, sort of. He took some. Okay, I understand it. But, like, he didn't really take any. So, na 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 boo boo ha ha. Well, because the was always, I mean, going to be just mostly a decoy in this game. Like, let's be real. Just on the basis that, like, he doesn't really know the playbook. Like, okay, yeah, he was sent the playbook on the plane. Like, yeah, okay, cool. He, yeah, he took 20% of snaps. That's going to be, you know, going up and up and up as the beats go on. And he learns the playbook, learns the system gets timing with Jimmy G, right? Like, he's going to be the starter there very clearly very soon. But he isn't right now because 
He just got there like a few days ago. He hasn't even been there a week yet. Yeah, you gotta give him some time. Yeah. So someone in my league chat uh in the my run talked about how he won't be valuable unless like Jeff Wilson gets injured. Like, no, that's ridiculous. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> what? Yeah. Man, you have fucking plugs in your league, dude. You just have straight. I, I, plugs. I don't know if I got to trust like out like the CMC owner to like let him like the value down and trade for you're him. Just, but, like, you're lucky your league has this like fraternity only fucking entry level because I'd fucking clown on half of these idiots. That's insane. Sorry. But, yeah. Idiots. Like just yeah, like man. Put me in the donation league. I was in a fraternity. Wink wink nudge nudge shove shove. And for the record, Jeff Wilson did get slightly more snaps, uh, but had less fantasy points. So, so. Pittsburgh Steelers ten, Miami Dolphins sixteen. You know what's really funny? Jimmy G on my bench scored more points than Tua Tagovailoa and Derek Carr. Just want to point that out, kids. Na-na-na-na-boo-boo. Ha-ha. Hey, Davey, he scored the most points all year, and he still lost, and he said Jimmy G was garbage. Ha! I had, I was, I was waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. I actually want Jimmy G to stay on your bench. Just, like, a spite. I, I hope no one trades with you. Just because. Oh, I mean that's you. that's fine. There's already been four losses. I've already counted four losses from the people that I have sent trades to for Jimmy G, where they think somehow that their quarterback is better. Four losses. There's probably more, but the ones that I've been paying attention to, four. The stubbornness for people just to think that Jimmy G is that bad is actually fucking hilarious. Let's digress on that one. You know what's really awesome? George fucking Pickens, baby. Yes. 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 This dude's an animal. He's an absolute fucking animal. He's a very, as soon as they utilize him correctly, he's going to be a little bit more like Tyreek the Freak as far as that, like, short catch thing. But right now he's just catching bombs like a motherfucker. Man, Pickens is crazy. He's absolutely crazy. He's a big dude. And it's really too bad he's got this just super unrefined talent of Kenny Pickett throwing to him. Because if it was mm-hmm. someone like Joe Burrow who actually throws darts, oh, man, this guy's going to have six touchdowns by this point, not one. I, I don't know. Just saying. I will say this past week, 13th, right between DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans, two big names. Uh, that's good company. Just saying, my fucking draft picks have taken Pickens and Jahan Dotson as my last two player picks have fucking paid off big time, kids. So, I wouldn't be smart if Pickens is your uh, keeper next year. I just need people to fucking realize that, like, y'all gotta pay attention to your rookie classes, kids. And I know if you follow this podcast, we don't really take the draft terribly too seriously, but y'all gotta pay attention to it. You gotta know what the beasts are coming out, because it could be game changers for sure. I mean... Yeah, Pickens. There's usually is, one or two at least, and this is nothing that's more than that. Even it's gonna be more though. It was traditionally one or two because it was still a running back lead in, league, and you got to think like the run. It just doesn't adapt that quickly. It's gonna be yeah. like a five to six year transition. And when did wide receivers really start becoming big? About five to six years ago. This is when PPR really started launching forward. So the game will catch up. It's getting there. Yeah. Um, what am I football? missing? Am I missing anything else in this game? Oh, actually, we are missing one thing, which is uh, Rashim Moster, Moster, whatever I pronounce his last name. Rashim, uh, yeah, you basically mash those two together. Rashim Moster. Yeah, cool. With uh, six running back this past week, so that was interesting. Just, um, I mean, had two decent games before in week four and five. Shit game the week after that in week six. And then, boom, 20-plus point game against Pittsburgh. I don't think we necessarily see that again, but, I mean, congratulations, Drew. Congratulations, Drew, except you lost and not in the boo-boo. <laughs> Chicago Bears 33, New England Patriots 14. Don't worry, I remember. Shocker. Let's have a heart-to-heart with Brooke. Brooke, 
No. Did you actually re? Did you think? Did you actually honestly think that your Patriots would be worse than your fucking Seahawks at this point? Did you actually think that there was going to be a quarterback controversy in Massachusetts or Massachusetts? <laughs> um, versus the Seattle Seahawks. I mean. I mean, wow. Wow, New England. Y'all just got absolutely fucked right up. Again, 33-14, the Bears, the Patriots, and, again, are you ready for it? The Green Bay Packers and the Washington Commies all have the same record right now. That is absolutely bananas. Bananas. Zappy for president. That boy That's came back in and started throwing bombs right off the goddamn fucking hop. That was pretty epic. That helped you out a little bit, huh? For me personally, with Joey Myers getting like a 30-yard touchdown, that was great. Uh, I thought it was pretty much why I won because he did something and Damian Harris did nothing for Drew in that last play in that football game. Drew went in with the lead. We had those two players each, uh, and that was it. So the one person I want to point out, though, is Ramondre Stevenson. Had another game. I was completely wrong about him uh, yielding to Damian Harris. We'll talk about that in the best picks later this week. But he's probably the eighth running back in fantasy. Is I mean, does the Patriots, after all these years of Bill Belichick with his fantasy football running back fuckery, they actually have like a legit lead back that will get more of the carries going forward, or is this just a flash in the pan for what? Four or five, five weeks in a row, he's gotten double digit points. Is this just like a little like month or so that he's just having great games and that's going to end next week? Or what do you think? I don't know what to think at this point. I love Ramon J. Stevenson, man. I wish that that was like the only one where it's like I knew I should have drafted him, but he's a New England running back, so I can't. And yeah. uh, Stan I mean, has him. Yeah, the talent was behind him for sure. His pedigree was there, but I just couldn't take him because he was in New England. And apparently that was the wrong decision. Fuck me for that. But will that carry through for us this season, though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at least for the next three to four weeks when it actually counts where you need to qualify for the playoffs, I think it's going to count. But down the road, I fucking have no idea. Skeptical about that. Who knows? Yeah. But you got to make your decisions quick because uh, trade deadlines for fantasy start this week coming here. So yeah, and uh, by the way, right before him in our fantasy year, so he was nine eight. Khalil Herbert, uh, has garbage garbage time. He only came in in the fourth quarter. That's just garbage time. Okay. Yeah, I, I had to watch that game because I was on the skinny of my ass trying to win that one. So yeah, I unfortunately watched too much of this game. Mm, I didn't watch it at all. So I was like actually shocked and grateful by that much when I woke up today. Really? Like, ooh. Yeah, I know. You went to sleep like a little bitch real nice yeah. and early. Yeah, you had dinner at 4 30. We covered this, you fucking softy. All right. That's even more close to 5 30, but I get your point. Oh, man. Week seven was fucking bonkers, man. Absolutely uh, fucking bonkers. I went 4 0 in fantasy this week in my four leagues. So that was pretty good. That was, I think the second week in a row that happened, so pretty happy. That yeah, one I, had a, I had a really tight loss in one of my random leagues that I didn't deserve to lose, and I lost again because of James Robinson in that league. That's just the tail of it, right? If you you get that zero, it's super fucking close. The other reason that I lost that league to is Mandrews. Mandrews fucking point four. Are you kidding me? If you would have fucking... No way I would have guessed that Mandrews and James Robinson James Robinson would have had point four points combined. Are you fucked? Man. Crazy, David. Yeah. Congratulations again through on the video podcast for the first time in a little bit. Yeah, that's no, just good. I, mean, I have one of the same thing for us, one. but uh, for you know our viewers, you actually get to view us and not just listen to us. Um, it's debatable so if that's a good thing or not. No, no. I'm Thank just looking at my phone and looking at stats during half of this, so, you know. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. It's always a fucking blast to put these on for you, for sure. 
Make sure that you follow us. David's actually trying to be active on our social medias. That's kind of fucking amazing. And, I haven't really done shit with Twitter yet. Well, but if you also follow Twitter, I'll start posting things there. Fuck it. We have to get the other way around or whatever. Well, we need uh, to anyway. get you one of those aggregator tools where you can just like do the posts for all the things at once, the stuff and the things. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That'd be good. Uh, but just follow follow us on both Twitter and Instagram. It's fucked up fantasy football podcast. A little long, but it's the whole title is there. It's easy enough. No asterisk like we have here on uh, the screen. It's just the whole curse word spelled out because we're fucked up like that. Absolutely everything. So get to it. If you haven't left a review on our Spotify or the Googles or the Apples or wherever the fuck did you find us, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, I don't even know. All those other random things. Get to yeah. it. Stop wasting your fucking time and use it wisely, kids. It helps the podcast so we can get more sponsors and do fun things and all that funky ass jazz. Fuck you, David. Fuck the Giants. Go Cowboys. And we will see you on our Bets Picks episode in two or three days. Peace. Fuck, I was waiting for that. <laughs>